go to hell. Damn it! See that? I've done that with a soldering iron. You know why? I wanted to know how my daddy's cattle fell when it was branded. It wasn't all that bad. I'm telling you, when I see my daddy's cattle laying up there, all cut up, and their eyes cut out, and the mutilated makes me want to scream! Hello and welcome to another episode of That's a Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. This week's movie... What were you saying? I said I'm Dylan Blumseth. Uh, yeah, I was going to introduce you, but go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Blumseth yeah. is back. Yeah, sorry about that. No problem. Didn't mean that. <laughs> From the uh, Harpies episode, our movie this week, The Return from 1980. Uh, better or worse than Harpies? What do you think? Um, A lot better, I think. I think, well, <laughs> better well, made, probably. Less fun to watch, though. That is that is true. Because Harpies um, was bad, but at least yeah, fun. Harpies, <laughs> Harpies was trying to be a movie from the eighties, but this was a movie from the eighties. That's 80s, true. So I, yeah, I thought that was pretty nice, refreshing. <laughs> I wasn't a hundred percent sure because there's no obvious like commercial break spots. There's no. There's a couple times where they say like. God damn it, son of a bitch. And I was like, they didn't say that on TV in the 80s, did they? So I thought this might have been like a theatrical movie, yeah. but I don't think it was. it was. I couldn't find anything as far as box office or anything like that. Also, it yeah. looks like an episode of T.J. Hooker, so yeah, that is probably a TV movie. Um, I suppose that was a lot of what Jan Michael Vincent did, too. <laughs> yeah, also, I don't know that Jan Michael Vincent ever starred in theatrically released movies, so... Yeah, no, a lot of TV movies and specials and stuff like that. Yeah, Jan Michael Vincent from Airwolf, right? That was his thing? Yep. Yeah. And Sybil Shepard, who... This was kind of a weird period in her career where... Because she had broke out huge with the last picture show and was like the hot new thing. And by the time 1980 rolled around, that had kind of died down. And this was three or four years before Moonlighting would start. And kick her career back off again so i think everyone involved in this was in this weird period where <laughs> they weren't doing anything else so we might as well do this yeah yeah that's um what was his name it's vincent starts well, with an yeah, vincent Chiavelli's in this who most people know is yep. the the train ghost in the movie ghost who's like get out of here and he's like yeah. death to smoochie and a bunch of other stuff um, also Martin Landau and Raymond Burr. So there's actually a decent cast in this yeah. for a TV movie. But that was, seems like I feel like in the 80s you could get kind of, maybe not bigger stars, but maybe faded or slightly, you know, to do TV movies. Not so much really anymore. You're not going to see Chris Evans yeah. in a TV movie probably, you know. Yeah, for sure. I suppose it was probably the way they were paid back then. Probably not making as much from just the movies, so a lot of them would work around. Well, it sounds like, from what I read, pretty common knowledge, uh, Jan Michael Vincent was probably paid in booze. 
because like his character in this movie, he was at this time a raging alcoholic and it caused real problems while they were making this movie. <laughs> I was kind of wondering about that. I'm like, for no reason, this guy's just putting back case after case. There like, are very few scenes that he does not have a beer in his hand. Yeah. And this includes while he is on duty as a, <laughs> a sheriff. Yeah. His introduction scene basically so. he's just driving yeah, around drunk at all times yeah just throwing beer bottles out his window so yeah it might not even have been i wonder if the character wasn't even written that way but they just could not get him to put the beer down when they went to films so they're yeah. like i guess he's the character's an alcoholic too now <laughs> Could yeah, be. <laughs> oh yeah so there was a lot about this movie that i was like we're just going with it okay <laughs> just a lot of little things like that yeah it doesn't like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense nothing is really explained whatsoever yeah which is almost refreshing because usually you'll have like the exposition guy who comes in and reads off three paragraphs to explain to the audience everything that's happening yeah we don't have that we have yeah. the opposite of that where we don't know i have no idea why these aliens contacted these people why they need cow parts yeah how <laughs> Vincent Giovelli isn't aging but they did yeah why it's important they came back on this day what this portal is any of any of it none of it is ever explained really so you just kind of got to guess yeah well let's get into it. the movie opens in New Mexico in the 50s I would guess late 50s based on their ages and stuff the ship effects yeah. in this are actually pretty good for 1980 yeah. usually when stuff is superimposed it would have that thick kind of line around it and this doesn't yeah. like this looks like a pretty good model ship flying yeah. through the sky i mean there's other special effects like the light that comes out of the ship and some other things where you're like okay that's 1980s tv movie special effects but this yeah. actually the ship actually itself as it moves around doesn't look bad at all and i was surprised yeah. Which is another reason I thought maybe this came out in theaters, but I don't think it did. Yeah, there was like a part where like it turned and you can see like a glare off of it from one of the lights. Like one of the lights, like the street lights. Yeah, it's not bad at like all. A glare. Yeah, like that was a lot of detail for 1980. There's two little kids who have been, I guess it's the 50s, so you could do this, but their parents have stopped individually. They don't know each other, but have stopped at this roadside convenience store or whatever or well the one guy comes out with like a, <laughs> a glass of possibly booze so maybe it's a restaurant i don't know but and they're just like okay wait out here kids i gotta run in here and it's a little boy dressed up like a cowboy and a little girl in pigtails and they kind of meet in the middle of the street where they have been left with no other human being in sight <laughs> yeah. just out in the middle of the night on a dark street in new mexico and this spaceship flies up, hovers over them, shoots a light down on them, does not abduct them. It doesn't suck them up into the ship. It just puts a light on them, and then the, that cone of light fills with, like, red smoke, yeah. which is also it, never explained what that is. And then it pieces out, and the kids are like, and no one else heard this, saw lights, anything. All the adults are like, you crazy kid, what are you talking about? I don't see anything. It's just normal. And the girl gets back in her car and drives off with her family, and 
the boy who and must live here because he's still here many many years later yeah. or else he moved back but anyway um and then the ship goes out to a shack in the mountains and grabs this prospector guy who's in a cave who's just and that's vincent chivelli and he's just <laughs> by prospecting just i mean he's yeah he has a pickaxe and he's tapping very gently <laughs> the side of this i don't know he, he's gonna be at it a while at this rate but he's got a dog with him and the ship comes and does the same thing to him. I thought maybe it did abduct him, but no, I yeah, guess not it, so much. It did something different to him because he like yelled and like collapsed to the ground. I'm not entirely sure. Like when the red smoke came, he was like, ah, went down. Yeah. And it leaves like a glowing red or blinking red kind of these dots on this boulder that looks kind of like a constellation mm -hmm. or something. Which yeah. will also seem to be very important to the plot of the story, but never be explained. <laughs> so, yeah. good luck figuring it out. And we cut to the future. Sybil Shepard. Lovely Sybil Shepard. Who really at that time was like, well, maybe not at that time. Like I said, at the, this many years in her career was kind of, you know, not as yeah. a big ticket item. But still very, like, just one of the most beautiful. For sure. Like, you know, because she's like 30, I think, when they made this. She is Jennifer. She works for her dad, who's Raymond Burr, the original Perry Mason, at SSR Institute, which we won't learn for a while. What do they do? I don't know. She'll explain later, but it's quite a while before we figure it out. Yeah. And she's showing them. She's going to go to New Mexico because their satellite, they, they deal in satellites. Satellite, maybe it stands for satellite surveillance research or something but yeah. they, they deal in satellites and there's a, some kind of light anomaly over this town in new mexico and so they think that they're they don't know if it's an issue with yeah. the satellite itself or some kind of radiation what's going on so she's going to go down there and check it out then we cut to wayne who is jan michael vincent he is yes. the drunk cop yeah he's just driving down the road he's chasing somebody with his lights and sirens yeah. going just drinking a beer as he drives. No big deal. Yep. Just drinking and driving. <laughs> Just Chasing drinking other and driving. people who are drinking and driving. Oh, so, yeah, like, arrest yourself, sir. <laughs> but he chases down this kid, Eddie, and his friend. And by kid, I mean, I suppose he's supposed to be a teenager, but he's, I mean, he's a grown-up. Yeah. Looks in his 20s, 30s, somewhere in there. Yeah. Adult-ish. I guess they were speeding... Or the music's too loud. I don't know. Who knows? But they're all the boonies, so the music just shouldn't matter about the music. But So he chases them down. They get to his daddy's ranch, so they think they're safe. They're like, oh, this is private property now. You can't do anything to us. He comes over to their window and is telling them to get out of the car, and Eddie spits. Look, I'm not a cop guy, but this, yeah. I don't care who you are, this is a level of disrespect that should not be stood for, because he spits a mouthful of beer in this man's face and it, it is dripping it was dripping <laughs> yeah a lot. it was a lot so he was he was wet for the next few cuts like his face was dripping for that whole yes. scene <laughs> so he drags him out of the car and they're yelling at each other he's like you know oh this is my daddy's ranch and he could have your job and what's your problem yeah and he's like you're just like this music you're too loud and he pulls his gun yeah. out and shoots this, the tape deck out of this car. 
which Eddie then says, hey, that cost me $700. That was a lot for me. I was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cars came, I mean, I guess in 1980, maybe they came with eight tracks. I was only two years old at the time, so I don't know. Yeah. So maybe putting an actual cassette deck in a car was spendy the way they're putting a CD player or whatever would have been in the 90s. But $700 seems like a lot. That seems <laughs> steep. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, he shoots the stereo, the tape deck out of this kid's car. Then up pulls Buck, who's played by Martin Landau, who as yeah. silly a character as he is in this is pretty good because it's Martin Landau and he's always good. Yeah. And he arrives to kind of settle everything down and make the peace like, you know, hey, Eddie, yeah. you know, go go back to your dad. I'll talk to him and we'll figure this out. Yeah. Wayne, you need to <laughs> come away with me because you're yeah. only going to escalate this and make it worse. So then we get Jennifer driving to this town in the middle of the night and yeah. she is attacked. Well, her car is attacked by a dog. <laughs> you're laughing you have something to say the dog jumps on the hood of her car while it, like she's driving like full speed dog just jumps up and he's just chilling on the hood barking at her through the windshield she then proceeds to swerve out of control and like crash into the little sign that they have like marking the name of the town and the dog just like hops off and runs away like nothing had happened yeah, there's a real stunt dog who jumps around out of this car and is like barking and scratching at the windshield and then she hits this sign and it is a stiff and still puppet dog that is rammed into this road sign <laughs> that is clearly not moving and is made of yeah. felt. And then the dog just runs off. So she's now yeah. crashed. She can't get her car to start again. But the horn or car alarm or something is continuously yeah. going off so wayne pulls up to help her out gets out of his car straight up holding a beer bottle <laughs> like yeah. no sense of professional decorum not even trying to hide it like i'm gonna leave this in the car no does not care if she sees it yeah this guy uh -huh. and also the car that he pulls up it because he was driving like a four-door sedan like you would expect a cop car to be yeah but this time when he pulls up he's in like a hatchback yeah he's in that like station wagon it's like, like an eagle yeah <laughs> with lights with lights and sirens on top it does not look like a police car at all or that it could go fast or do yeah. any sort of police duties so i don't know what this cop car is so he shows up his idea of helping her out is to disconnect that car alarm or horn or whatever so it will stop because <laughs> it's probably giving yeah. his hungover as a headache i go well, i guess you can't be hungover if you're always drunk that is true, but I mean, <laughs> um, who knows? And basically, like, okay, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. I don't see a dog out here. Your windshield looks fine. So he kind of um, doesn't believe her. He kind of thinks she just got yeah. tired and crashed. But he's like, the motel yeah. is 300 yards down the road that way. We'll talk. Come to my, by my office tomorrow. We'll figure this out. It's it's yes. late and I'm drunk, so I'm not gonna. I'm not into paperwork right now. She's here to, as she explains to him, set up these little monitoring devices that are going to hopefully figure out what's wrong with their satellite or why it's there's this fog that they can't see. Yeah. 
<laughs> these devices that she is setting up look like, I don't know, big, thick, brick, sort of walkie-talkies. Yeah, with, like, a red, yellow, <laughs> green light, and then, like, a little screen that has a bunch of numbers. That just always says 1888. It's never, those numbers never change. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't bolt them down or fasten them to anything. She just sets them on the ground. Yeah, like where an animal could come and knock them rock. over, the wind could knock them over. <laughs> like she just sets it on the ground and walks away. Mm -hmm. It's very scientific. So she goes up. So she sets one up sort of by the creek or the river or whatever, and the next one she yep. sets up is at this shack, sort of up in the mountain. And as she's trying to set it up, the dog. Well, she goes. She sees the little shack. She goes to knock on the door. Actually, she goes to just walk into this place like she owns it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know, hey, is anybody here? I want to set this thing up. Sees the dog, shuts the door, and tries to run back to her car. And this dog, Jason Voorhees, is its way through this window. Like, props to this stunt dog. It's jumping on cars. It's jumping through windows. Like, it smashes through this window. Mm -hmm. So it is... It, just <laughs> it takes its duty me. seriously. So she has to well she did leave she left the device there but then just takes off yeah but she does take a picture first of that because she sets the monitor device right by that boulder we saw at the beginning and it's yeah. not lit up now but when she takes a picture of this rock you can still kind of see the dots and stuff on it but also there's a fog over it like something is obscuring and messing with her photography yeah so she goes back to her hotel room and uses again i was very young in 1980 but I don't know what it's like. Must be like a first generation fax machine or something, because it's this crazy. It looks like an old school gigantic printer, but it has a phone on it, and then she puts the photo in, and it like spins it around, so it sends the yeah. photo. So it's like a fax machine, but like before fax machines yeah. even sends the photo to back to Daddy at, at SSR and his yeah. boardroom full of science guys to look at it. And here's where they're kind of shady. Because they hang up with talking to her, because she's like, "Hey, you know, you guys could enhance it and zoom in on it and see what like what these weird dots on this rock are, and look into that." And they're just saying stuff like, "I don't even remember what they say," but they're like, "Oh, has she figured it out or something?" Yeah, they're kind of questioning her, kinda, like somewhat questioning her, and then doubting what she's doing at the same time. I think if I remember right. Unless that was at a different time. I think it was like somebody, don't remember who, asks her dad, who like owns this place, if like he thinks she's wasting her time. Something along those lines. I can't quite remember. And he says like she's always had just an instinct for things. Like something along those lines. Yeah, but he also says to the to the other guy he says something about like has she figured it out or something so some kind of something mysterious so dad knows more than what he's yeah. letting on then we she is so she's in this little creek new mexico she is look i'm sure new mexico isn't 100 degrees all the time but it's never cold right in the middle of the day with the sun burning down and she yeah. is walking down the street with like an Angora sweater with a corduroy jacket over the top of that. She must be 
melting. Why are you wearing that? <laughs> it is not cold. And she gets to the spot where, when she was a child, she saw a spaceship. And yeah. it's not as if she doesn't remember it. She yeah. just... I guess it's just this thing we don't talk about because no one believed me or whatever. Yeah. But at this sort of intersection, Wayne is also sitting on the hood of his police car, drinking a beer, like you do, yeah. in the middle of the day, when you surely have nothing else to do. Yeah. And they're kind of see each other, but they're also looking up at the moon. And at first it seems like they're weirded out that you can see the moon in the middle of the day, but sometimes you can see the moon in the middle of the day. That happens. Yeah. That's nothing crazy. Yeah. But the way that it's filmed and shot, the way they keep cutting back to the moon and then their faces, it makes it seem like they're losing their minds because the moon, you can see the moon. But it's not that. Yeah. It's them seeing each other in this spot is making them realize like, oh shit, this is where I was when I was a kid. And this is where I saw that UFO. Like, this is the spot. She yeah. realizes it and like kind of freaks out and runs off. Yeah. And he's... I mean, he's never left this town. He knows that. But what he's realizing in this moment is like, oh, shit, that's her. That's the little girl. She hasn't figured out who he is yet. Yeah. But his realization is that, like, oh, wow, that's the little girl that I saw the spaceship with. And then we hard cut to, and I've been watching a lot of horror movies this last week because it's October, the grossest thing I've seen this week, which is a man putting Tabasco sauce on... And eggs. Runny ass sunny side up egg, which I I hate sunny side up eggs anyway. I hate that runny yolk. And then on top of that, Tabasco and shoveling it into his mouth, and it made me want to vomit. Mm. So gross. Yeah. That Tabasco was like, it was red too. It was like a bright red color. Very red. I and thought I it was ketchup at first, but the bottle's wrong. Yeah. And I think there was more Tabasco than egg when he took that like one bite. That was like shot. Yeah. So nasty. Maybe that's just me. No offense to anybody who eats that shit, but God help you. <laughs> um, there's a flirty waitress who's clearly into Wayne. Who knows if they've hooked up in the past or something. I don't know, but she, yeah. and she knows he's, it's the middle of the day and he's working and she just brings him a six pack of beer. Like <laughs> everyone enables this man. Yeah. And Jennifer's, kind of sitting by herself in a booth and Wayne comes in and goes to sit down to talk to her and this waitress whoop, <laughs> zooms over like yeah. oh no, no 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 other girls are talking to Wayne that's what I do because I'm the flirty waitress <laughs> like she's very like yeah trying to <laughs> interrupt them as best she can yeah. but so yeah so here's where she kind of explains to him in more detail why she's here and what she's doing and I think here he also, he tells her that like, oh, they've had cattle mutilations lately and so people are kind of on edge. And so yep. some scientist lady walking around their town is going to freak people out. So like, you know, just be aware of that. Yeah. And he says that this town has a population of a couple thousand. No way. No. No way. Not at all. This is like a... One church, one bar, <laughs> main drag, and you drive through. One street. Yeah. We, we see maybe 15 other people in this town. There's no way there's 2,000 people in this town. Yeah. So unless he means, like, the whole, like, including the all the ranches, or... like, whatever the city, the town line is or what. But even that, there's no way. And in walks Raymond Burr, who has followed her here. She's like, oh, hey, Daddy, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I came to, you know, help you 
figure out what's going on here. Because, yeah, there's scenes of Buck, like, telling a story about the bacon that he had that morning and breakfast and how there was some sort of misunderstanding about it. It's like, I don't know who this is for, but it's not advancing the story, yeah. certainly. Um, so they go out to where um, Yulini Cow has been found. She's trying to take pictures of it. It's got that same fog on it. So there's some sort of residual radiation on things around here. That is making it difficult to photograph. And Rancher Walt, who is Eddie's dad that he kept mentioning, rolls up with his boys and like, what do you, you know, like, it's the fourth cow I've had die in the last couple, be mutilated in the last couple weeks. You know, what are you, who are you strangers? What are you doing here? Wayne's trying to chill him out. And Jennifer's like, well, Walt's like, are you here to help us with the cattle mutilation? She's like, that's not, no, that's not what we're here for. It's not our field. We're just trying to figure out this satellite stuff. But I bet it's some kind of predator. And he goes off on this, like, no, I've been a rancher. My dad was a rancher. My granddad. I've seen every kind of predator ever. Like, this guy is serious about, like, I get it. This is cost, cost yeah. you money. You're losing your cows, you know? Yeah. But he's, he's real worked up. Mm-hmm. And what does not help is Raymond Burr, who cannot read the room, says to Walt, like, well, thank you. I've been, like, I've always been interested in cattle mutilation, but I've never got to see one, so thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> and the guy's yeah. like, thank me, you asshole. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I know you're, like, yeah. a, a fuddy-duddy scientist or something, but you you got to know better than to say something like that. This guy's yeah, worked up. So... Yeah, Buck, show, Buck shows up too, kind of breaks it up. There's another sort of, we don't see him too often, but there's another sort of cop that's there who's like, I don't know, I think it's a cult. I think this is a cult who's doing devil stuff. Um, I want to point out his name tag said Doyle. And I was like, that is perfect. That is perfect. I didn't even notice that. Cop Doyle. He looks like a Doyle for sure. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we have this vacationing weekend warrior wannabe cowboy guy who's at some dude ranch. It's him and his wife riding around on horses, and he's trying to talk to her about like the old day, all this stuff that he, I don't know, he wishes he was back in the old west or something. But this shoe salesman, <laughs> and he sees a bunch of cows, and he's like, "Oh, honey, I'm gonna go over and look at these cows. This is like the hands-on cowboy stuff I wanted." They don't have any kind of guide or anything with them. They're just roaming around. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know if you should go over by those cows. He's like, it's fine. They're just cows. They're not carnivorous or anything. <laughs> and he goes over and the cows kind of split apart. And he can see that there's a cow laying on the ground. And Vincent Schiavelli, the prospector, is there with a fucking lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> this thing blew my mind. I don't know if it's has something to do with his like not aging thing but like this thing's like a beam of energy and he's just like holding it in the middle it's about like the size of a ruler just like 12 inches and he's like holding it in the middle not burning himself puts it to something and it just starts making precise laser cuts but not cauterizing because there's still blood all over the place so yeah i don't know but yeah, it looks like he's holding a lightsaber with no handle, just in the middle. Like a big glow stick that will melt you. Yeah. And he attacks this shoe salesman, who is pretty mellow about getting attacked. Like, he 
backhands him and knocks him down and he's like whoa fella whoa hey hey now like he's not yeah he's not nearly upset enough as he should be <laughs> to seeing a giant weird looking guy yeah. with a lightsaber <laughs> punching who's knocking him to the ground yeah. he should be a little more worried than he is but he carves this dude up with that thing man he like cuts yeah. his neck and cuts his face and it's it's kind of a cool effect the this energy rod itself because yeah. it like sizzles and like melts their face so like yeah it's weird because like the mutilated cows are a pretty good like practical effect this big fake dead yeah. cow they made and the wounds on it and stuff look pretty good yeah when he's actually cutting them with this thing and their skin is bubbling and boiling like that looks pretty good but when the cops find yeah. this guy in a couple minutes, the makeup effects on his face are terrible. <laughs> I mean, it looks like something a kid would do on Halloween. Yeah, I was thinking like Halloween zombie costume. Like, <laughs> so I don't know at what where the budget fell off or what, but yeah. And this wife takes off right instead of jumping in her horse and trying to ride away, just takes off on foot running. And the prospector. And the dog chase her down to the edge of, like, not even a cliff, but, like, you know, some a ravine or something. Yeah, like a washed-out hill. Yeah, which she falls and rolls down forever. No. <laughs> because a very it's... slow, ragdoll, slow-mo, just good five minutes. <laughs> it's very slow-mo. And, yes. you know... It's a pretty, I mean, it doesn't look too harsh. It's not terribly yeah. steep or full of rocks or anything. But, I mean, it is a stunt woman rolling down a, you know, you could get hurt, yeah. I suppose. But it's very slow-mo and it goes on a long, long time. And then we never see her again. But Wayne and Buck do find, I assume he was dead already because he, like, cut this guy's throat, it looked like. But they find him sort of stumbling out onto the road where he collapses dead. And yeah. here's where we see, yeah, the wounds on his face and stuff, which look very bad. While they're drunk, before that happens, when they're driving, more disgusting shit. Buck yeah. is trying to dunk his donut. He doesn't have the drinking problem that Wayne has, but he has a problem. Because he's in the passenger seat of the cop car with Wayne, trying to dunk his donut into his beer can and it won't fit. And so he holds the donut and just pours beers o beer over it and then eats it. Takes a bite, pours more beer on it. It is so gross. Like what kind of... Is, like, the beer dripping off of it, and, like splashing off of it. He's just not phased. Just keeps going. Like their, the inside of their cop car must just smell like a brewery. Oh, for sure. Which is not what you want. Which is what a degenerate fucking alcoholic you must be to be pouring beer over your donut. Like... Yikes. That is, yeah. So they find the dead shoe salesman, and Wayne is like, okay, well, we've graduated from cows to people now, so we need to call in, like, the guys from county or federal or something, because we're two podunk little drunks who cannot handle this by yeah. ourselves. And Buck, who has a head full of conspiracy theories, is like, no, 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 I want to solve this. We can figure this out. Like, if it's aliens or a cult or whatever it is, it's our job yeah. to figure this out, and I don't want to call anybody. So they have a disagreement about that. That night, Jennifer comes out of a cafe or something to get in her car, and Eddie is in her back seat and tries to choke her out. She gets him with some hot coffee, 
and tries to run away, and Eddie and his whole gang of cowpokes approach her and say, hey, we got one of your machines, it was full of blood. No, it wasn't. You're making you're just making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but they they are blaming her machines, her monitoring devices, for causing the cow mutilations, even though they were happening before she came. But I guess they're you know they want somebody to blame, so they're trying yeah. to intimidate and scare her. She runs away into this garage, and she is terrible at hide and seek. I don't know if yeah. because of her UFO experience as a child, she was just stunted and she never learned how to play or what. But she just, because there's shadowy parts of the garage you could hide in. Nope, she just kneels down behind a car with a light shining directly down on her. So obviously yeah. they find her. And Eddie's sort of cronies grab her. And Eddie goes, gives a speech. Sounding like Bobcat Goldwaith, because he's, he's not a good actor, and he's, like, screaming with a weird sort of... I don't know. Yeah. But I I have a question for you. Is this guy fucking these cows? I think so. I think so. He he's seems to be. be madly in love with cows, because he gives he... this speech about... Like, he say, look at this, and he branded his own hand with their brand with soldering yeah. iron so that he would know what it feels like when it happens to the cows and when I see my yeah. daddy's cows laying there all cut up and he's like crying he's cry yeah. I think I think his girlfriend wow. was killed <laughs> and he is out for revenge I think he had a cow girlfriend who was murdered that's the give me that movie that would yeah. be a more interesting movie than this one <laughs> the cow fucker's revenge fucker's <laughs> revenge <laughs> That's a franchise waiting to happen, man. That that's a million dollar idea. <laughs> but he so she gets away from she hits him with something and gets away again, runs out in the rain very slowly. Like the shot of her running out of the garage with him chasing her, she is not running for her life. She is briskly speed walking brisk for her life. Yeah. <laughs> She's not putting in nearly enough effort. And they're also you know, none of them are moving as quickly as they should. And they've got her down, and they're kind of choking her out or whatever, getting ready to do bad, bad stuff. And Wayne walks up, also very slow on the, to the rescue, because he walks up next to one of the guys and just stands and looks at him for a minute, like, what's going on here, fellas? Before he yeah. backhands this guy. Like, he really takes in, t takes a moment to take in the scene of this woman being <laughs> about to be probably murdered. And really takes his time with it. Yeah. <laughs> but... So he kind of Probably fights. Probably drunk and delaying on Absolutely drunk. Things. At all times. <laughs> so he gets these guys off of her and kind of fist fights them a bit. And then Daddy Walt shows up. The rancher guy and Buck show up kind of at the same time and break it up. And to Walt's credit, secret feminist, <laughs> Walt the yeah. rancher, because he says to Eddie, he's like, or he says to Jennifer, he's like, I'm sorry this happened. I still think you're killing our cows. And I wish you would go away because you're the devil. Science devil. Yeah. But I did not raise my son to hit women. And so I'm going to yeah. deal with him when we get home. And it's like, all right, Walt. And you may be like a crazy, stupid redneck <laughs> who thinks that a walkie-talkie is killing his cows, but good on you. Got morals. <laughs> you, have, you have some morals. So Wayne takes her back to... They, Wayne and 
Jennifer have fallen for each other apparently very quickly. Yeah. Even before he like rescued her, there's a point when they were at the cumulation site where he's like, hey, I'll call you later. And the look she gives him, the fuck eyes she gives him, and she's known yes. this man for 32 a hours. Day. <laughs> yeah. Conservatively, you know? But she's like, oh, mm, mm. But he's not a terribly good-looking man to start with. He's got yeah. weird lips. And he's also clearly a lush. Like, you know this yeah. man is a roaring alcoholic. You've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So you are ignoring that because you think he's cute. I don't know. Or maybe they have some connection because of what they... Secretly because of the what they aliens, went through as children. Yeah. But they don't know that yet. So, Or she doesn't, certainly. But she's... yeah. yeah overcome by his charms or something but when he rescues her he's like patting her hair and she's got her arm so they've become very close very very quickly and she goes back to wayne's place where he has a bunch of books to her surprise because she whether she is into him or not clearly thought yeah. he was just you know podunk little Some sheriff guy. but he has books upon books about ufos and ufo abduction and all this stuff and she's impressed by it and he's like yeah i've been i've been interested in that stuff since a kid i read everything i can about it so she's impressed by that and they have a little they put a record on and do a little dance yeah and the next thing we see is the next morning is them is them walking out he has no shirt on because she is wearing his shirt and only his shirt yeah which is yep. i've content it's come up on this show before i think is very sexy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's always a good thing. It's just, yeah, it's just the thing. <laughs> well, that night while they were, and we never, I mean, we never see any sort of, we don't see them sleep together, but obviously, obviously they did. Yeah. But during the night while that was going on, Walt and one of his cronies are out sh finding her devices and shooting them. Like I'll teach you, damn walkie-talkie, and he blasts it with a shotgun. Yeah. And then they get attacked by the prospector and his lightsaber. And here's where, yeah, he puts it like into the into Walt's cheek, and it like bubbles up, and like it's cool looking. Yeah, it was. I was impressed by that. I was like, wow, they put a lot into that one effect. Like it, it was bubbling, and it was bubbling really good too. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, but he kills Rancher Walt and his crony and steals their truck and takes it back to his mountain shack then it's the next morning she's wearing a shirt and they say they're gonna they're gonna go out and he's gonna go with her to go out and i don't know if they're going out to retrieve her devices or to look into the catamulations or what but they're out one of them was like acting up i think oh yeah she like has some kind of monitoring like, like, briefcase or something that's all the data is yeah. being sent to somehow. Yeah, so yeah. he's going to take her out as sort of, I guess, like her bodyguard or whatever. Or boyfriend, yeah. whatever's happening. <laughs> and um, yeah. they go out looking for one, but they find another mutilated cow, and they're standing over it, looking at it, when Eddie comes up on his horse with a gun, sees him standing over a cow, assumes the worst, and starts shooting at them. Yep. To which, and Jan Michael Vincent... He pulls out his pistol on loads. Like, he's just, like... Just, you see him empty that clip, like, three to four times, I swear. Like... Yeah, he... And hits Eddie's horse, 
Now Eddie gets a slow-mo fall down a hill, which ends in him going headfirst into a cow, which yep. I, I still contend this is not the first time he's been inside a cow, but for sure, probably not quite like this because it's like the open wound where this the thing was surgically cut open and he up. just goes face yeah. first. Like, <laughs> yeah. is it Ace Ventura? No. What's the movie where the guy gets a, his head stuck in a cow's ass? Anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I can picture it, but I can't think off the top of my head what movie it was. But it's that, basically. He falls face first into this, and his head goes into this dead cow. And he's yeah. screaming about it. He's covered with blood. Blood's pouring into the creek. But by the time... And then, and then the prospector appears out of nowhere and apparently yeah. drags him off or something. Because by the time Wayne and Jennifer get over there, Eddie's nowhere to be found, and we never see him again. So the prospector... Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see part of him. <laughs> but yeah. So the prospector... Yeah drags him off without being spotted by them at all. So he's he's a sneaky ninja, this guy. He's out of nowhere. And like and disappears to nowhere. <laughs> so they go back to town. They tell Buck what happened. And he's like, oh shit, they're shooting at you now? This is bad news. Like, we really got to get to the bottom of this. And she's like, okay, I have one more device left out there. It's at, it's at that shack by the, you know, in the mountains. Yeah. I should go get it. And Buck's like, no, I'll go, I'll go. He's super excited to like, Please let me be a part of this. I'm an old man and yeah. I need this. I'm I'm eating beer donuts. I have nothing else to do. So he goes out to that shack. And now here's where both this time and the last time we saw the entrance to this cave, there's no door on this cave, right? You just walk right into the cave. There's an open cave yeah. mouth at the beginning when the prospector's in it and now when... Buck goes. He just walks right into yeah. this cave. Because later this cave will have doors. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I don't like... I don't know what happened. But Yeah, it was So Buck walks in to this cave and finds an enormous portal in the wall of the cave, which is another cool effect. I've seen it in other movies and stuff. Horror movies especially, where they're doing kind of dreamy stuff or whatever. And I don't I'm not sure how they do it, but it was a thing they love to do in the eighties where it looks like it's like a tunnel with smoke that's swirling around. Yeah. And I think they're like I think they're like shooting lasers or light through the smoke as it's rotating or something, but it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah. And he so he's standing there like, what the hell is this all about? And the prospector walks up and well Buck's hiding behind a rock and Buck walks up and just throws like he's throwing cow parts into this portal like he's feeding the cave. Yeah. And he's got a little box or something with parts in it and buck comes up has him at gunpoint and he's like oh you're behind this like you're you know i don't know what all this is but you're throwing cow parts in here and then he looks down at the box yep. and we see that he has eddie's, eddie's hand which we recognize because it has that brand on it that yep. he was so proud of he grabs buck and takes his arm off with this thing yeah, he, like, cuts it off the lightsaber. Yeah, and then chucks <laughs> it into the portal. Looks him dead in the eye while he throws his arm into space. Yeah, just the, dis like... the disrespect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you watch as I feed a portal your arm. And then he goes on and finishes him off. So Buck is now dead. But again, we have, we will never get an explanation, really, what yeah. this portal is, where it goes, why you're throwing cow parts and chunks of people into it. <laughs> yeah. 
we get bits and pieces throughout the movie like here and there it will randomly cut like somewhere in the beginning it randomly cut to the prospector and he was like why are you doing this like talking to nobody just like sitting out in the middle of nowhere and he said like why me just random vague statements that they just kind of placed between scenes here and there yeah or he's sitting in like where everything like everything is red or everything is purple like he's sitting in some kind of strange space that's lit funny yeah the portal might be a portal to the alien spaceship based on something that happens later but again we don't i don't know in which case you're just throwing chunks of meat into the hallways of this ship or something (laughs) i don't know they have one of those little star wars robots that comes around and cleans the hallways yes (laughs) yeah so buck is dead daddy's back at ssr well no he's on a he's on a plane he's gonna come back to new mexico him and his crew of science guys because they've enhanced and figured out the photo she sent them of the dots on the rock and that it's it's a star pattern like a star chart yep and it's dated they've done whatever again it's never really explained but they've figured out whatever they need to figure out that the date correlates to today yeah like it's the star pattern that was put on the rock back in the 50s is how the stars you know if you're looking at the lines align right now today yeah from like the other side of the universe i think they threw that in there too like that's how it looks from the other side of the universe so again he knows more than he's saying about stuff but who knows but they're on their way to new mexico because today's an important day apparently so (laughs) wayne and jennifer are getting ready to check into like a little motel shitty little motel or something like to hide out because like rumors have started around town of like oh people know that she like slept at your house last night and he's like okay so what yeah because buck was like yeah but that's not good that people know like now people are going to think you're in like cahoots with her and you're not objective you know yeah even though the main person who was complaining about it's dead now (laughs) even if you don't know it but so they're checking her into this little motel or something and the little hatchback police car pulls up and they assume it's buck but it's not. The prospector gets out. Yeah. And he's like, I was trying to make you guys go away without hurting you, but you won't he's stop. Like, I tried turning everyone on you. I tr- he's like going through all of the things he tried to do to get them to leave. And if you think about it, he did do a lot. Like, Yeah, I get. I mean, but that's, I don't know that he of. could know that killing the cattle was going to make people suspicious of her. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's a little whatever. But he backhands Wayne. He backhands her, knocks her out. And I don't know if this was... I don't know what was going on here. But the shots looking away from the motel onto yep. Vincent Chiavella, Chiavelli, it's broad daylight. Very bright. And when we cut to behind him looking at them and the motel, it, it is... Like- dark almost too dark to see <laughs> like yeah which i don't, I don't was... know if those were filmed at dusk or if something happened to the film itself that darkened it but it is glaring as it cuts back and forth between bright and what is supposed to be the same scene in the same moment the same time yeah. of day it's just darkened and you can like barely like make out his outline like yeah, yeah. i was confused by that too i was like what's <laughs> going on here <laughs> 
yeah, it's some sort of but, mistake that they just didn't have the budget to fix. I don't know if they filmed. Yeah, I don't know if they filmed it at different times of day and then cut it together as if it were the same, or if yeah, maybe that camera got the film got that. overexposed or underexposed or whatever. But it's strange to look at because it's <laughs> it's very obvious. Yeah, for sure. And so Wayne's goes to pull his gun out to shoot this guy. And the prospector yeah. comes over. <laughs> this is so funny. He just, he reaches out with the lightsaber and like taps this. There's like this. Like a post on this like. There's like overhang. an overhang. Yeah. Next to the hotel like room. Where you, right. A lattice on top where yeah. you would like park your car under. Yeah. But for what? Because it's not solid. Like rain would still come through and stuff because it's just a lattice. So I don't know what it's supposed yeah. to protect you from. But he taps yeah. it. And then you don't see the string, but there's clearly a string there because the string pulls this pole in the opposite yeah. direction from the way he tapped it so that it breaks yeah. apart in slow motion. <laughs> and it looks very goofy. It is, yeah. And this whole thing comes down on top of Wayne and traps him for like a couple seconds because it's not that heavy. It's not like, you know, but... Like the lattice breaks on his shoulder, like... He kind of goes through it almost <laughs> yeah. a few times. Yeah, it's not a very strong structure, apparently. Yeah. But by the time he gets out, the prospector has thrown Jennifer into the hatchback and taken off driving, which he opens fire on this car as it's driving away. Bearing yeah. in mind, she is in that car. <laughs> He's just shooting willy-nilly at it. Yeah. Chances are pretty good you're going to hit her too, but he hits nothing. He's not too accurate with his gun throughout the whole movie like yeah he hit eddie's horse but he fired like eight shots to do it so he's not yeah he's either wasn't a good shot to start with or there's three of everything because he's fucking hammered all the time that yeah that's it right there <laughs> so now this kind of long it's most of the rest of the movie this long kind of chase ensues because now the feds pull up and they're like hey put your gun away and he gets in a fist fight with these feds, knocks them out, and takes off running. Because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. I guess they just want to talk to him. But they seem to... I don't know why they seem to... They don't, first off, we don't know who even called them. I think they were tipped <laughs> off by the SSR Institute. I think there was like a scene involving them somewhere. Like It was very brief if I remember right, but I think I could be wrong. Because Buck had said, like, hey, there were federal, you missed it while you were sleeping with What's-Her-Face, but there were feds here last night asking questions about you. Yeah. But we don't, but I didn't call them because, you know, I didn't want to, that I wanted to do this by myself. Yeah. But the feds show up with Doyle, <laughs> and Doyle's trying to, like, keep the peace, but, yeah, Wayne knocks out one of these federal guys and takes off running, to which they pull out their guns and start shooting at him. Like, he can't answer questions if he's dead. What do you think he's done that yeah. you're allowed to just shoot at him? I mean, he punched one of you, but whatever. Right. Like, they're just shooting to kill. For... 100%. And they're also yeah. bad shots, luckily. He jumps in this guy's truck. This guy has, like, an old, beat-up, old-timey pickup truck with no doors on it. Yeah. Which I think was chosen specifically because they're going to have to jump out of it very quickly in a second. But So he jumps yeah. in that, and then one of the federal guys rams into that truck with his car. They jump out just in time, and then these cars set on fire and explode. I don't yeah, know why. Like a big mushroom cloud. <laughs> yeah. 
like a very detailed, huge mushroom cloud comes out 15 feet like above these trucks. <laughs> like, because when the when the federal guy's car hits that truck, you can see a little fire starting on like the hood of the old truck. But when we cut back yeah. to it, the underside of the federal guy's sedan is ablaze. Yeah. So I don't understand how this fire worked, but very, very quickly, both of these cars explode and separate them, giving Wayne a chance to get away. He breaks into a garage and steals a motorcycle. Yeah. I don't know how he knows. I mean, I guess she told him where the cave was, but he never went. Well, I guess this is his territory, so I guess maybe he would know where it was anyway. But so he gets on his motorcycle. We have we spend a lot of footage and a lot of time just watching him drive his motorcycle through fields like and up hills across this field yeah to get there <laughs> just going across country way too much time but i guess we got to fill time somewhere out to so that he can get out to the cave which now has now when the prospector comes into the cave carrying jennifer there's now like yeah. barn doors blocking off yeah the door like to the cave these doors which were not him. there before yeah. And in a minute, we're going to find out that the entrance to this cave is like inside this shack. Like the shack was built around the mouth of the cave. And it's just yeah. one little like one person door that you go through to get yeah. into it. So I, the geography of this is messy at best. I almost wonder if there's like two entrances to the cave. Like that could be the cave goes through to the shack, maybe, but I don't know. Why it doesn't really... Let me back up. When Wayne steals this motorcycle, the federal guy's caught up to him. There's these two sort of ladies walking down the sidewalk, these onlookers. And when the feds pull up, they're like, oh, no. And they go to run away. They run two feet and then turn back around like you didn't get to safety yeah. <laughs> at all. They yeah. did. They hardly <laughs> moved. And then Wayne and this motorcycle, Jason Voorhees, is through this window, too. Like he comes, he couldn't just drive it out like a normal person. He drives it action style, slow mo through this window, and before he takes off. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So Jennifer wakes up. The prospectors are. He's giving her a big speech about like now that you're here, I can be free. Like I haven't aged. I've been stuck doing this. But it feels like it seems like the calculations just started recently. So what he was yeah. doing in the intervening thirty years, who knows? But. For 20 some years yeah but yeah i haven't aged at all yeah he talks about like he brings up like briefly he said to do my job like i think he had some weird love for what he was doing we're not even sure what he was doing but like oh I, I think he wanted to keep doing it a little bit because he was like keeping them away or trying to or maybe the aliens were going to kill him? Well, what his There's motives so are. so much that we don't know. Yeah, because what? the aliens seem peaceful, yet they're having him yeah. go around and kill things. Because he basically says that, like, they want to monitor our food supply, and we eat cows the most, so they're having me cut up cows and throw pieces of it in so that they can learn about us or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's as much explanation yeah. as we're going to get. But he says to her, like, I, didn't, I never wanted to hurt anybody. And now that you're here, it's you guys that they wanted. It's you and Wayne that they wanted. They didn't want me. So why didn't they take them in the first place? I don't know. Maybe because yeah. they were kids, so they... I don't know. And he's like, so now I can be free and I don't have to do this anymore. But then he turns on a dime and is like, but you... like, 
you're not special. They thought you were more special yeah. than me, but you're not special. And goes to stab her with the lightsaber very slowly, like plunging it into her chest. Like the end of, or like, <laughs> same with Private Ryan, where he's got that knife and they're fighting and it's just and so it just slow. Like dips it. Yeah, it's so slow, but it has no effect. Like she's looking at it like, yeah. oh shit, this should hurt, but it doesn't hurt. Like it goes into her, but it doesn't actually hurt her or cut her at all. So she's yeah. immune to it for some reason the same way he is. Well, he's not immune to it. He yeah. can carry it around, but she cuts him with it in a minute. So he's yeah. like shocked by that. Wayne shows up and is trying to get in through this door in the shack that leads into the cave and interrupts them. So the prospector goes over with his torch and lights the door on fire, which I guess is, uh, he thought would keep Wayne out, but Wayne just drives his motorcycle through this burning door and crashes into the cave and comes running in while the prospect is distracted by that. She grabs the lightsaber and like cuts a flap off his face with it. Yeah. Well, first Wayne has to fight the dog and you can tell this guy's been in a lot of bar fights because <laughs> the dog is on top of it. He just grabs an empty beer bottle that's laying there and smashes this dog in the head with it like he's at, like it's closing time yeah. at O'Sullivan's. And the dog, woo, 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 and the dog runs off. <laughs> and that's the last yeah. we see of the dog. So Wayne gets into the cave and goes to confront the prospector, who just gets sucked into this portal and, like, screaming and, like, oh, as he falls down this tunnel of light. So it seems yeah. like it's a bad deal to go into this tunnel, right? You just saw a man fall into it and scream in yeah. terror and disappear. And the very next thing, five seconds later, that happens is that Jennifer says to Wayne, oh, we need to go in there. This is what, like, what? Why do you think yeah. that? <laughs> it didn't look cool when he went in there. Why should we go in there? She was like, I don't think he was supposed to kill all of those things and, like, convinces him to go in there with him, like, with her. Like, I don't know. I feel like yeah, the aliens or... definitely wanted things to die if they were, like, <laughs> Yeah, Getting maybe into he, that guy's head. Maybe he took it too far or something. Maybe he was just supposed to do the cows and never people, and he took it too far. Yeah. I don't know. Or, and, you know, she's maybe drawn to this because of whatever happened when they were kids. But anyway, so they just calmly walk. They don't fall screaming into the portal. They're just floating there, nice and peaceful. Yeah. So what the difference between them was, I don't know. But... Yeah. And then it cuts to this weird shot of them. We see the, the spaceship flying around and then there's yeah. a shot of them sitting in like an all white stark room on a white bed dressed all in white, just yeah. sitting like holding each other, sitting on a bed. Are they on board the spaceship in their suite on the spaceship? I thought it looked like a psych ward. I yes, It looks like they are sharing a room in a psych ward <laughs> And that this well, has all been a crazy hallucination, and for some reason they get to share a room. But it's not that. Yeah. That's what it looks like. But we don't. I, who knows what it is? Because we'll never know. They never tell us. Yeah. But <laughs> I assume I it's that they were, like, teleported to the spaceship and hung out there for a while in this weird bedroom. And the yeah. aliens probably watched them do it. Because <laughs> they're trying to learn things. And then they put them back. I don't know. What's your theory? So... When they, like, come back and it shows the spaceship and the lights one last time before it, like, flies off and the movie ends, the way they're holding each other is, like, the same position that they were in in the hospital bed type thing in that white room, right? So I'm thinking, like, that that shot was 
what happens to them after like they find somebody and tell somebody the story like people just assume they're crazy and lock them up and they're just like stuck in that like their minds were blown when they went into the portal i think so it happened yeah that could that's be. the theory who knows man but who we knows? also get a shot of um daddy and the ssr crew who just landed at the airfield just in time to see the spaceship leave yeah so they just missed whatever it was the uh yeah. the, the glowing dots on the rock like blink a couple times and then go away forever yeah so we don't but we never learn the importance of the date we never learned what it did to the kids when they were little and then it had to wait and come back 25 years later to pick to check on them we don't we don't learn any of we it. Don't, we don't even know why the aliens... We don't know for sure what they were doing. Nope. Because it never fully says, like, brings up the possibility of the cows, but then, like, there's... We have no clue. We don't know why the dude's killing cows. We know nothing by the end of this film. Except for alcoholism. <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe, maybe he'll turn his life around now. He's got a you know a, a good woman and he's been through right. quite an experience that he's read about his whole life and wanted to maybe he'll you know get yeah. it, get it together i hope so <laughs> i'm rooting for these kids the happy ending. the good ending <laughs> but yeah the ship yeah we see that weird little shot of them in that room and then the ship drops them back off because this time it did take them not like when they were kids and it didn't actually take them yes. anywhere so they went into the portal and wound up on the ship, I guess. And then the ship drops them off back where it found them, except not in the cave. It puts them outside next to the burning shack yeah. and then flies off. And that's the end of the movie. Figure yeah. that out. <laughs> <laughs> what does any of it mean? I don't know. Not a clue. But. Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, I don't know. Not a terribly interesting movie to watch the only things that are kind of interesting about it are the things that are bad about it <laughs> are the things that you know are kind of fun to look at and pay attention to yeah. the rest of it is just dull and it doesn't lead anywhere and it doesn't mean anything and it uh, it's not good yeah <laughs> true but i mean if you ever want to kill what is it like an app no it's more than an hour i didn't even realize how long the movie was well, this is another is it reason I, I think it must have been a TV movie because it was an hour, it was like an hour and 44 or an hour and 50 or something. So if you think about taking out commercials, it was probably like, no, because three hours it would be, I don't know. Not a If this wasn't a TV movie, I would be amazed. Yeah. But again, you never see any place where it's like, because usually TV movies, there's that obvious sort of commercial where a commercial went. And this doesn't yep. have that. So I don't know. No, it just randomly cuts like mid-sentence and then comes back. Because like, mm. well, I mean, I Tubi puts in its own commercial breaks, but not yeah, just in random them, spots. Like, so, yeah. In the past, I've seen movies on Tubi where like they utilize commercial break spots. Like, yeah, I think if it was a Tubi movie. I remember movie. watching Harpies. Like it was, there was like a spot where like it like fades to black. Like, it actually, like, fades to black, and then, like, a commercial break happened. Yeah. 
The issue, I don't know. The issue with Tubi, though, when, you want, when you're watching just like a regular movie that isn't supposed to have commercials is they insert them in the oddest places. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. just not where they belong yeah. at all. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's the return. Herpes was sci-fi. Like it was a sci-fi original, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember right. Yes. Like the, yeah, so that was, yeah, they definitely needed their commercial breaks in. So I don't know. It's hard to tell. Well, and this was probably, I mean, 1980, it was probably, you kind of only had ABC, CBS, and NBC, you know, unless it was yeah. a cable movie. But, you know, even that was, I don't even know, if was there HBO in 1980? I don't even know if HBO was around yet. I don't think so. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure. It might have been. Yeah. In its infancy, but I think if it was HBO, it would have been a little harder with the language and stuff like that. Yeah. It also is a little gory for a TV movie, too. Like, some of the cow mutilation stuff looks kind of gross. So. Yeah. I really don't know. This movie's a mystery, a baffling mystery to me. <laughs> yeah. It's. But it exists, and we watched it. <laughs> Um, it is that time of the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's movie, chosen completely at random from everything streaming, will be. Pressing the magic button now. Next week's movie is Clinger from 2015. It is on 2B. It looks like a horror comedy about a possessive boyfriend who dies and comes back refusing to let his girl go even though he's dead hmm. well see about that all right so that's everybody's homework clinger on tubi from 2015 awesome <laughs> that's for next week uh where can people find you sir i know you're not on twitter so much or any of that stuff but you do have instagram for sure yep instagram for sure um at Deeran underscore skate 88 i believe that's it i i think that's it i'm not on social media a whole lot these days mostly working but yeah whatever yeah he's got some skateboard videos on there and things and yeah doing stuff i could never do oh no i I don't i don't know no sir (laughs) (laughs) not even when i was your age i couldn't do it when i'm an old man now I would break every bone in my body. <laughs> I have a friend who, he's actually turning 40 in like five days, who he's still skating all the time. All right, so I guess I have so, no excuse but laziness then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a lot of pain, I will say. it. I put myself through a lot. Just yeah, I'm, a, I'm a pussy. I just want to. I just want to sit and watch movies. <laughs> I don't need yeah, pain. Yeah, that is very fair. <laughs> I'll leave it to the. I'll leave it to the kids. Have fun with it. Yeah. Well, leave thank, it to the insane people. But yeah, sure. <laughs> thank you for being here again, yeah, sir. Uh, we'll do this again sometime. It's always fun. Always is. And um, I'll find you a good movie sometime. <laughs> Maybe I'll wait. Awesome. I'll wait until I get something good and save it for you. Awesome, thank uh, you. (laughs) That'll do it for me this week on behalf of myself and Dylan. uh, Everybody, have a good week, and we'll see you back here next week for Clinger. Bye, everybody.